Joining me right now is Jason Knight, UFC featherweight. He'll be fighting Makwan Amir Khani at UFC Liverpool on May 27th. What's going on, Jason? Welcome to Kumite Radio. Uh, not much, man. You know, just, just trying to cook a meal for my family. Uh, been, you know, busting my butt trying to get ready for this fight and make sure I go out here and, and uh, showcase my skills against this guy. I see you're pulling double duties. You're the chef and you're the fighter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I got I to gotta balance the family life, you know, with the fight life all, all at the same time. And, you know, I kind of make sure I do a pretty good job with that. So that way, you know, I keep myself happy and keep the family happy all at the same time. Never heard the saying, but uh, they say happy wife, happy life. Of course. Of course. I know what you mean, man. You built a cult following ever since you joined the UFC in 2015. Did you expect the following you created for yourself? Uh, you know, uh, mostly my whole career, I've always, you know, I always start out in, you know, whatever promotion that I, I go to, I always start out as, you know, a guy who's not really known. And then uh, I go out there and I fight my hardest every time. and it seems to be something that people like to see, you know, that they like to see that style. And, you know, I, I, I don't know any other way to fight. I just go out there and I, I give it the best I got. You know, I, I give it the best I got. And uh, a lot of people like to see that, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of excited that that carried over into the UFC. And, you know, I wasn't really expecting to be a fan favorite, but uh, you know, it seems like it's working out that way. And, I'm really excited to you know, see what the future holds. For sure. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I'm all the way over in Asia, and I'm talking to you, interviewing you, so you must be doing something, right? Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, today, uh, th this will be the third interview I've had today. So, you know, it's, pre it's pretty awesome, you know. And uh, I, think it's, I think this is the fifth one this week, and I, I believe I have one more tomorrow. So, I'm doing all right for myself, you know. I've got... Uh, I'm going. I'm going to fight in England uh, next week, and I have I have fans coming from England and fans coming from Ireland, and uh, you know it's pretty it's pretty exciting to see that you know just a small town kid, and I, I've got uh, you know a pretty big following so far, and I just hope that it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, for sure. Recently, you posted a picture of yourself at 14 years old, standing in front of a dog kennel cage inside of a boxing ring. Take me back to those days as a young teenager, a young dreamer. Ah, uh, man. Uh, but back at that time, when I, when I first started out, you know, I, I really, I really, the, the dream really wasn't even alive at that time. I was just, you know, a bad kid that loved to fight. And, uh, you know, a guy introduced me to a place called the Fight Club in Mobile, Alabama. It's one of my, my buddies. He uh, he actually turned out to be my brother-in-law now. It's a guy named Jay Bullet. He introduced me to this place called the Fight Club, and I looked at it, you know, this is a way to, to do what I love. You know, I, I always loved to fight, and it always got me in trouble. But uh, th this is a way to do what I love without getting in trouble, without getting all the simple assault charges pressed and stuff like that. So I, I went at it full force. You know, I called him and I asked him, I was like, look, I, I'm 14, can I fight? The guy told me, he's like, I don't care if you're 12. You know, if your mom signs for it, you can fight. 
Well, uh, I went down there that Monday. I signed up. I fought that Wednesday. And I haven't slowed down since. You know, I've, I've had a few different things. Like, you know, I've had three kids, which that slowed me down a little bit. I got in some trouble, you know, as a teenager. That slowed me down a little bit. But, you know, the dream has always remained the same. Uh, you know, in, in the beginning, when I was around 14 years old, it was just for the fun of it. And then uh, probably around 15 or 16, it, it just became, you know, like this is something I have to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in the UFC. And, you know, it was the big dream that I just had to make happen. And, you know, it's awesome to see that I finally made it happen. And I'm excited to see where it takes me next. Do you believe that having kids at a young age, it helped you kind of get on the correct path and dedicate yourself more to the fighting aspect of your life? Oh, uh, I, I believe that, you know, um, I believe it took me a while, even after, you know, after the first kid, after my first kid, it, it still took me a little while to kind of settle down, get out of my wild ways. Um, I, I wound up, I caught a charge before I ever had my first child. You know, I, I was 17, hanging out with the wrong crowd. And uh, I don't know if you know what Xanaxes are, but whenever I was 17, I was taking Xanaxes, you know, hanging out with the wrong, wrong crowd. I wound up, I caught a robbery charge. And uh, after after my daughter was born, I finally had to serve the sentence for you know the robbery charge. I, I did nine months in jail, and uh, my daughter's you know her first steps, her first words, all that stuff. And that was a, a real humbling experience. You know, it, it's it was probably you know the worst experience of my life, but probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because you know after I got out of jail, you know it was eyes on the prize. You know, I got to take care of my family. I got to do right. You know, I got I got to make sure that my kids have a better life than I had, and you know, since then, after I got out of jail, you know, uh, I think it was maybe a year later, I made it to the UFC or, or a little over a year, but uh, you know, as, as soon as soon as I got through that whole experience, you know, it's, it's been wide open, living the dream, you know. Now let's go back to your last fight against Gabriel Benitez last December. You were sick. You had strep throat. What kind of physical effects did that have on you during the fight? Uh, man, I, I don't really necessarily think that it was the strep throat so much uh, that that caused me to gas out. But I, I took a shot of penicillin, the antibiotics, and uh, I've read up on it since then. And I, the antibiotics, they, they can drain your energy. Like, during the fight, I could still breathe fine and everything. But halfway through the first round, my arms and my legs were like jello. And, you know, there, there was really nothing I could do but sit there and take an ass whooping. You know, that, that's pretty much all that happened. Whenever, you know, whenever my arms and my legs went away, I just, I was running on pure heart. And, uh, you know, whenever you get tired like that, you go into kind of like a desperation mode and you go back to, to old bad habits and, and doing stupid things. And that, that's pretty much what happened. You know, I got, I got tired. And then after I got tired, you know, every punch was, was wrong. Every takedown was wrong. You know, everything was just super sloppy. And there was really nothing I could do about it but sit there and, you know, keep trying to fight through and see if maybe I could get lucky and finish him. So, you know, that, that's kind of what happened. And it's a, a, a big lesson to learn from, you know, from now on. Even if I do get sick, 
I, I promise you I won't be taking antibiotics before I fight anymore, you know. May 27th, you're going to Liverpool UFC Fight Night 130 versus Makwan Amirkani. This training camp, what have you added to your arsenal of skills? Uh, man, I, I've, I finally started doing strength conditioning. That's something I've never done before. Um, I've worked a lot more on my stand-up, trying to make sure that, you know, I'm not so much of a brawler. You know, I love brawling, and I'm still going to do that, of course. But uh, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm actually keeping my hands up more. I'm, I'm actually trying to move a little bit more and stuff like that. Play a little bit safer, but, you know, not play it too safe. Of course, I still, I still don't mind getting punched. I still don't mind gritting my teeth and going in there and really going for it. You know, I'm going to fight hard as always, but, you know, try to fight a little bit smarter. Um, you know, also, I've worked on a lot of my ground game a lot of my wrestling i'm just trying to pretty much improve all aspects every day and uh i, th I think that you know we're gonna go out there and really show that in the spot did you work with anybody outside of your core team uh man i, I went out to, to donald Cerrone's for a week um i, I just got back I, I went out there la all of last week and i got back uh this past saturday uh, we we had a bunch of guys fighting out here. Me and my striking coach Brandon Davis, we went out, you know, to to Donald Cerrone's for that week and went up there. Got a lot of good work in with those guys. Had a lot of fun and met a lot of really cool people. And uh, you know, I'm excited to go back out there again. You're coming off your first back-to-back -back losses of your career. Do you feel that you have more to prove in this fight against uh, Amir Khani? Uh, no, I don't really feel that I have more to prove. You know, I, I think I, I treat every fight the same. You know, these are all high-caliber opponents. They're all going to be tough fights. And, you know, you got to respect them all the same. And, and that's the way I try to do it. I try to make sure I, I don't underestimate anybody. You know, I, I go out here and I, I fight the same way every time. I fight as hard as I can. And I try to improve every time. Any, you know, any, any loss or any win whatsoever, I try to learn from it try to correct my mistakes, and, uh, you know, I, I don't really care about the pressure. You know, it's, it's not about win or lose to me. Of course, I want to win, but I'm going out here to have fun. I'm going out here to do what I love, and, you know, if I get my hand raised, that, that's just an added bonus. But, you know, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to fight my ass off, and I'm going to have fun doing it, you know, the whole, the whole entire time. And, uh, man, I, I had a – I had a, a post pop up on Twitter. Uh, it was a post of Maquan Amirakani. He was he was being interviewed by a lady, and uh, I feel like he's really really underestimated me. He uh, she asked him what he thought about Jason Knight, and uh, he said, I, "When I think about Jason Knight, all I think is I'm going to kill him." And you know. You, you might beat me. You know, there, there's a possibility that I can be beaten. But uh, there, there's nobody in this game that's just going to have an easy fight. You know, nobody in that featherweight division is going to have an easy night. So I, I can't wait to go out here and, and prove him wrong. You know, uh, he said that uh, – she, she asked him, you know, what's his prediction for the fight? He said he's going he's gonna to go out here and he's going to punish me. He's going to make me bleed. And he, uh, he promises – 
that it won't go to a second round. Well, uh, I, I put it like this. If it, if it doesn't go to a second round, it's not going to be because Jason Knight lost. I can promise you that. Yeah, maybe he hasn't looked at your resume. Yeah, he said uh, he said that he watched the Ricardo Lamas fight, and he saw everything that he needed to see. He knows his boxing's better than mine. His wrestling's better than mine. His jiu-jitsu is better than mine. Uh, I, I don't know what he's thinking, but, you know, I know that he's going to be a tough fight, and I give him all the respect in the world, you know, as I would any other UFC fighter, you know. He didn't make it to where he's at by being, you know, some kind of chump. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out here and I'm going to expect to have a tough fight. But uh he's expecting to have an easy fight, then, you know, he's got, a, he's got a, a long night ahead of him. Yeah, your opponent, he's coming off his first loss in the UFC. He's been out of action for 14 months. Being away from the cage for so long after a loss, is that beneficial or should a fighter jump back in immediately? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's beneficial or not. You know what I mean? I, I hear people say ring rush or cage rush, you know, having rust and, and stuff like that. But the way I look at it, if you go out there, uh, you go to your training and, and you put in the work that is necessary, you can, you can go out there and win a fight. They go out there and they fight just as hard as you do. Then it, it's not going to be an easy night, you know, especially coming off of a long layoff like that, you know, uh, I think I think that you know he, he's just he, he's got me sadly mistaken. So I'm I'm ready to go out here and you know put my heart on the line and shut this guy's mouth. Last question before I let you go. This is your second time fighting overseas. Do you enjoy the experience of competing in another country? Yeah, man, I, I love it. Uh, when I fought in Australia, the whole crowd booed me. You know, uh, I walked out to the cage. They booed me on the way to the cage. Uh, they announced my name, and uh, they booed me when they announced my name. All I did, I flipped them the bird, and I used it as, as fuel. You know, uh, this fight, I've, I've had a lot, of, a lot of people from England, you know, talking about they're, they're so excited for me to come. You know, it's going to feel like home when I get to England, and I'm hoping that's the way it is. But, you know, if not, if, if they want to – give me some booze and I'll flip them the bird too. And you know, I'll go out there and I'll fight my ass off anyways. You know, uh, I, I'm just more excited about the, the places that this, this career is going to take me, that this journey is going to lead me to. I, I'm excited to, uh, you know, travel the world. I, this is something, you know, before the UFC, I, I've never left Mississippi hardly. I, I probably left Mississippi maybe 10 times and that was just to go one or two states over you know it was never a long trip but uh now i'm about to get to travel the world you know before this career is over i hope that i go to everywhere you know i hope i just go all over this this world and uh i'm excited about it man i i'm super excited about liverpool um it seems like there's going to be some really really cool fans over there in england and uh it's it's on the week, uh, the weekend I fight, the uh, soccer finals in Liverpool are going on, and Liverpool's in the finals. So uh, I I'm really excited about that. They everyone's telling me that the atmosphere is going to be insane, 
and you know I'm just ready to to go over there and soak it all in and you know feel feel the uh, adrenaline rush. For sure, May 27th, Liverpool UFC Fight Night 130, Makwan Amir Khani. Knight's gonna take him on. It's gonna be, I think, one of the fight of the night candidates for sure. Whenever you're on the card, it's fight of the night candidate. So you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure England is looking forward to it. Thank you for your time, Jason. I le- I let you get back to cooking dinner, doing your chef thing. Yes, sir. Um, I- I'm hoping and praying that you know. I'm hoping that uh, he's able to back up what he's saying. I, I hope that he comes and he really brings a fight because I promise you, Jason Knight is going to show up that night and, and we are going to war. You know, uh, I plan on going out there, pouring my heart and soul out and just make sure that you don't miss it. Thank you, Jason, for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You have a good day or a good night.